Hello, welcome. You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a bite-sized parenting podcast, a place you can find advice, understanding and support as you care for your small humans. I'm Siobhan Hunt. When you discover you're going to have a baby, a lot of thoughts go through your head. Will I be ready? How will we manage financially? What will they look like? Do we have enough space? So many questions. Many of those things we can prepare for and others we can't. Charlene Vlahos is the Director of Education at Caritani, an organisation that supports parents raising their children. She's here to give some insight into the transition to parenthood. Hi, Charlene. How are you? Oh, very well, thank you. It's great to be here. What do you think is the biggest change that happens when you become a parent? Do you think it's emotional, like the understanding how responsible you are now? Or is it the physicality of caring for a new baby, like getting up in the night and all the things that you have to do once you have a newborn? Yeah, it's hard to, do, you know, to really determine if one takes precedence over the other or you feel one way uh, towards the physical changes or the emotional changes. But certainly I think, you know, certainly in the pregnancy stage, I think, the, you know, all those physical changes are so obvious and it, it, the changes are so uh, physical. And so you can kind of resonate that this feels different. I'm really going to be a parent. Um, and then I only think that where parents really start to change and shift their focus and where some of those challenges are is actually when they come home with the baby and they're like, oh, my God, we have this baby. And and then all of those things um, and questions and doubts and can we do this all start to kick in. So I think it's, you know, those physical changes are really part of the pregnancy and certainly start to think about parenting. But when you're in that pregnancy stage, often the focus is on, the delivery, where you know your birth plan, where you're going to have the baby, buying all the equipment that you seem to need, and then you're confronted when you get home to it's almost like this next stage of actually how we're going to parent our child and how am I going to deal with waking up and how can I get this feeding sorted? And so it come then it, it, that really starts to set in. So I don't think that one is more than the other. I just think they happen at different times. From memory, so my kids are now uh, a bit older, they're almost eight and ten, but my memories, while quite blurred of my first baby in that first year, was that it it can feel like you've just been knocked over by a gigantic wave. When, yes, that is true. <laughs> particularly if you have a baby that doesn't sleep, mm. uh, which a lot of babies don't, most babies in fact. I mean, have you got any advice for new parents if, you know, they're in that first initial phase where time has no meaning because you're just in the, you're in that whirlpool of new babyhood? What advice would you give them in that period if they're feeling a little bit lost? Yeah, you make some really valid points there. It's almost like when you have a new baby, it's the feeding and sleeping that seems to be endless or it's the feeding and then trying to get them to sleep and then it's time to feed again. And you're like, where did the day go? So I do really feel that parents do get lost in that time. I guess, you know, really um, some of our advice to parents is to really, I guess, set their expectations that this is a time to get to know our baby, that you're not necessarily going to have all the answers. And, uh, you know, that would be my greatest message to families is, is to take that time. 
um, because you're going to get to know your baby the best. You'll know what their cries start to mean. You'll know when they're looking hungry. You'll know when they need a cuddle. All of that comes with time. Um, and so, you know, I, I guess in this time of um, transition and trying to feel like you need to work it out is take the pressure off because you don't need to have all the answers. So if feeding takes an hour and a half this time, then that's okay. You know, take the pressure off to be, you know, having the house perfect or, you know, um, I always say to parents, if they get a shower uh, in a 24-hour period, then that's a good day when you're having that transition. <laughs> so just take the time to get to know your baby and that you're not going to have all the answers straight away. Um, but, the, you know, there are some great advice you know, and support out there. But also trust your instincts. You know, I, I really feel for parents. There's so much information out there at the moment. It's kind of navigating which is the right answer. Should I be waking my baby to sleep? Should I just let them, should I be responsive feeding? All of those questions start to pop out. And I think every family is so unique um, and you're going to find what works for you. That would be my, um, I guess my greatest advice is take the pressure off, get to know each other and kind of ease yourself into this time because it goes really quickly, although there's some days where you feel like it's never going to end. But it just, you know, I think taking that time to get to know your baby and when you take that pressure off and just go with it, it just seems to just routines will, will happen. Feeding will fall into place, you know, getting some sleep. You know, who would have thought that three hours of sleep together would be bliss? Um, <laughs> oh, uh, but but really is. that's what happens. Yeah, and with that... Um listening to your instinct as you mentioned there you can't know everything in the first week or even the first month so you're still getting to know your baby when you say give yourself a break and just sort of allow things to happen given that a lot of parents are in that kind of no man's land of time when they have a new baby how can we give ourselves those parameters do you know what I mean like okay this isn't working now, okay, now I need to ask for help or because it can feel like it's all happening within, you know, 24 hours. It goes from one extreme to the other. Mm. When do you just shut everything off and try and listen to your own instinct and your own baby and when do you reach out for help? Yeah, I think um, and it, it's, it's a really valid point. It's um, when you feel this is becoming very overwhelming. That is the part of listening to your instincts. You know, we don't want parents to be battling on and going, we're just going to be, you know, soldiering through this. But on the other hand, I'm teary, I'm emotional, we're both emotional, you know, that it's become, you know, those feelings are feeling overwhelmed and that's different for everybody. And so you have to listen, um, listen to that as well and say, okay, now it's time to reach out. You know, there's no... There is no shame in doing that. That's why, you know, there's some amazing services, um, child and family health services out there because parenting shouldn't be done alone. It's something that, you know, that old <laughs> proverb that we've all heard about takes a village because it shouldn't be done alone. And it's been very challenging the last couple of years where parents have been separated, families have been having to do things on their, on their own because of lockdown. But now it's time to, to reach out. And so, like I said, this is different for every family. And, you know, I'd really love parents to take on the message that they feel like, you know, well, my neighbour could do it or my sister could do it. Why can't I do it? To take that pressure off, listen to you, to yourself and, and how you're feeling and respond to that going, I need help. 
and just giving that permission over to get that support because like I said parenting is something that should be done as a community and with people around you. You mentioned there that there's a lot of great services out there for new parents and that is true. How do you work out who you should be reaching out to in the first place? Because I think the problem for many parents today is having such an abundance of choice, really. It's true. Um, So I'm wondering if you have any advice on the first port of call if you may be struggling with, let's say, sleep. Sure. Yeah, parenting is one of those things, isn't it? Everyone seems to be a parenting expert. Everyone's got (laughs) advice about parenting. And that is true because we've all been a child at some stage. We've all had some experience of parenting. (laughs) But I think the first port of call is to go to your reputable services. So, you know, um, you know, we have Karatani, um, there's all other services that, that really have that affiliation with health that are really evidence-based. Um, you've got child and family health services um, that would be in your local community. You've got GPs and other parenting services around. So that would be my advice, just because you, you never know what you're going to get. But when you have services that kind of are funded by health organisations that really have that skills and expertise, you can almost be assured that you're going to get the most up-to-date advice. And it's in like with any information that parents find, it's taking a little bit of all of those things and finding what works for you. Um, so it is hard to know that, but you know, talk to friends and families. You know, parent groups are are great for that social connection. And you know, ask someone, have you been somewhere? Did it work for you? Can you tell me more about that? And you know, um, children when they're born, they're usually given a personal health record, and on the back of those books are you know your most local services, um, your care lines, those phone numbers. And they're the ones that you can call at two o'clock in the morning. You're like, what am I going to do right now? <laughs> yes, that is <laughs> that is very helpful. One of the things about becoming a parent, as you mentioned, it can feel overwhelming. And we were speaking before about when you know it's time to ask for help. Would you say it's fair enough that parenting can be hard, but that it shouldn't be hard all the time? Yeah, that's exactly right. There are always, you know, I have teenagers, I have 18 and a 19-year-old and parenting is still tricky. <laughs> um, so there's always, there's those periods where your child grows and changes and as they enter all those di- different developmental stages, it's like the rules change again. And you go, oh, okay, now we're waking, you know, less overnight, but we're eating differently during the day. So you're making all these adjust- adjustments in line with what's happening with your child developmentally, as you should. But you're right in saying that it shouldn't be, it shouldn't feel terrible or overwhelming all of the time. There are days where you go, this is just not a great day, but you know what? Tomorrow's going to be a better day. And tomorrow you do have a better day. But it's when you have this feeling of dread of, you know, not sleeping well, you know, losing your appetite and just feeling really teary all the time and not looking forward to things. And it kind of feels like, it feels really down. Parenting shouldn't feel like that all of the time. And if you are feeling like that, then absolutely reach out for support. And so there's two arms to that, isn't there? There's one is the support helping you work out 
how to solve whatever the challenge might be with your baby. And the other part of that or the other arm of that is to reach out and get support for your own mental health because that could be a sign of postnatal depression. That's right. And, you know, one in five mums, I mean, that's the stats. I mean, it's quite, it's not uncommon to be feeling like that. Um, and for dads, it's one in, you know, depending on what, what, what research um, you look at, it's one in 10 dads as well. So this is when it's really important to reach out for support um, to be able to address that. And we'll put links to, to where you can get that support, both uh, for mental health and for raising your baby in the notes of this episode. Becoming a parent is taking on a new role in your life and so you can feel like you're a different person. Um, but I, I often feel and hear how important it is for parents to still have that sense of self outside of their family and their role as a mother or a father. Do you yeah. have any tips on how parents can maintain that? And I'm wondering whether you think it's important to do it as well. Yeah, I think it is. You know, um, I think when we're transitioning, particularly in the early phases of parenting, it becomes really consuming. Everything's about the baby and, and rightfully so. But I guess when things start to settle down, it's important to have those thinking back to what did you like to use to do? What used to ignite your passion? Because we often say to parents that you give so much of yourself as a parent because your child needs that. They need emotional connection. They need to play. And, you're, you know, you're, there's all the feeding and nutrition and there's the sleeping. It is all of those things you have to do. But at the same time, your cup has to be full. So if you, you can't keep giving from an empty well, that's what I always say to parents, like you have to feel fulfilled because it energizes you. And it could be small things. I mean, it could be that you used to love exercising or going to the gym. Maybe you start with walking and that sense of freedom and you start to get those different endorphins start to get released. That actually gives you energy, replenishes you to then step back in and, you know, and continue your role as a parent. It's just as important, I say to parents, as, you know, nourishing yourself uh, physically with food and water is that you need to nourish yourself as well in terms of igniting that passion and things that make you feel good about you because inevitably you are going to be a better parent for it. Charlene, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. It's been great. That's Charlene Vlahos. She's the Director of Education at Caritani. And for links to Caritani and all of their resources and also the resources we spoke about in this episode, check out the notes. I'm Siobhan Hunt. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please rate and review us so we can reach and help even more parents. And if you have a topic you'd like me to cover, send your email to feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.